let's get started. Um, so we've gone through kind of two series lately, two discussions. Um, the first one was about genuine youth ministries, being real people, going through real life with a real God. Uh, we talked about what it means to be real people, people of uh, of God to reflect Christ, to be a, a culture of Christ, a Christ culture. Um, and then we had a discussion on sin. We talked a lot about sin the last couple weeks, that sin's a big deal, that we all sin, that sin leads to death and the destruction of what God wanted life to be all about um, and how our own sin spirals. It can spiral and we can get lost in it, stuck in it, and feel, feel trapped, and it just leaves destruction in its wake, um, and that we must recognize and confess our own sins admit that we are sinners we've talked about that okay and so tonight i kind of want to bring those two series those two lessons that we uh two sets of lessons that we talked about together and so kind of keep that in the back of your mind tonight because we'll come back to that um but but what it means to be genuine and sin and all that kind of together so first question is how many of y'all are like on TikTok or whatever. You have TikTok and you like to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, 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 sort of. All right, don't say anything. How many of y'all have heard of Couch Guy? Couch Guy? You have? You know exactly? Okay, okay. Then you don't get to answer to start with because you've seen it. And if you, like, oh, yeah, that's what it is, don't answer just yet because most of us probably won't know what this is, but some of us will. So, um, we're going to watch a quick, short, super short video. For me, I think sound is good, but let's just find out. think again if you've seen it don't say anything what do y'all think it's nice it's cool it's cool y'all didn't see it you didn't see what was wrong let's watch let's watch it again look real close uh-uh What? What do y'all see? She didn't take her shoes off. Oh, my goodness. No, no, no. There's other girls on the couch. What do you say? Oh, yes, there was. Yeah, she, she's in, I think it's like an apartment. Um, y'all don't see anything, like, wrong? All right, all right. So, Faith and some of y'all have seen it. Y'all can talk now. What do y'all, what do y'all think? What do y'all see? Yeah, other girls on the couch. Who's he supposed to be? The boyfriend of that girl walking in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so let's watch a different video that will explain it just real quick. If you've heard of Couch Guy on TikTok but you don't really know what's going on, here's an explanation of the phenomenon in 60 seconds. In this video with over 50 million views, this girl surprises her long-distance boyfriend by showing up unannounced. 
You can see that he has this summer girls only couch playing video games. And when the girlfriend comes in, she is noticeably excited to see him. But many are criticizing the boyfriend, saying that he doesn't look that excited and that he's suspiciously close to the girls on the couch. People also think that he takes his phone away from the girl next to him. And a lot of people seem to think that he's cheating on his girlfriend due to these nonverbal cues. Now what do y'all think? Yeah, he's clean, not clear. Could have been other people's girlfriend. This? <laughs> you look confused. Why are you confused? None of this, yeah, none of this ever makes any sense to me. Yep. I'm not really on TikTok. A different youth pastor showed me this video, and he did the exact same thing. He's like, did you see it? And we're like, and he's like, let's do it again. And it's just, it's funny. 60 million, that video got 60 million views. We're at 60 million views. I have a cousin that's famous on TikTok, but he has tens of thousands of followers and views. Like, none of his videos get that many. 60 million, imagine 60 million people. And maybe it's some people re-watching it or whatever, but even a million, that's a lot. And not only that, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people coming in, critiquing it, examining it, accusing, criticizing, whatever. There's people making their own parodies on this. Some of them are kind of funny. But what's going on, not in the video, but with, with that story? Oh, turning something good into bad? What? People making stuff up? Trying to fill in blanks. It's, I don't know. You, you mean that's not your favorite song? You don't listen to it on repeat? Yeah, okay, me neither. I don't even know what the song is. Yeah, yeah, so, so you, you have this, 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 this simple video that went viral because so many people uh, thought there was something fishy going on. And a lot of people still think there is. The girlfriend, the boyfriend, they've come out to like, Oh, is Owen making a big deal of this or whatever? But here, here's what I want to talk about. As, as a culture of Christ, being Christ's people, Christians, what should our response be to, to what's going on? What do y'all think? Never accuse? It's their business. Don't judge a book by their cover. What? Hope their highest colors. Sorry, we say hi back. Pay attention to details, yeah. Just don't care. <laughs> what if what if what if I told you Jesus wants us to care? Are you I just said Jesus wants us to care. <laughs> alright, alright. So so again, sixty million views. Let's just kind of keep talking about this because I kinda want tonight to be a conversation. We have some guest speakers that are gonna jump in every now and then. Yep, they're here tonight. <laughs> anyway, so to okay, so so uh, while y'all have social media or something, is it right or wrong to participate in like the comment section on videos and stuff like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, good, good thought. Uh huh. 
freedom of right speech. Next. What else? So what, as Christians, if, if we, if we, go for it. think 60 million people or so, give or take, have such an urge, such a desire to weigh in on videos like this? Too much time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Help me. So there's an identity thing, a, a value thing. If I participate, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll my, my uh, image or reputation will, will increase in some way. What else? What else do y'all think? Why do we have such a desire to weigh in on these kind of things? Summarize most of the time. It's like, yeah, everybody's doing it, and I want to be better. I want to catch them all. No, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Huh? Okay, anyway, so go for it. Want to fit in? Feel like you need to be part of the culture? Yep. Is it serious? So there is a need to create drama because you feel like. You need to. I mean, that, that's that's true. That's very true. There's so many people that that can't stay out of it because they want to be part of the chaos. Uh huh. A lot of judging. There's this idea that if I can pull them down, maybe I can step up above them. But if this, this girl got 60 million views, and maybe I can steal some of those views if I try to cause a s- issue in this video, or whatever. Wanting attention, yep. There you go, trying to throw. So, so kind of the same thing of, of trying to gain some attention on your own platform or your own reputation through somebody else's. Interesting. I'm not going to answer your questions if you don't. So, again, as a Christ culture, 
culture of Christians, Christians, people called by Christ. How should we engage? Let's just pretend we are going to engage in that, okay? How should we engage? Because most of us don't. I mean, most of y'all have never seen that before. So if you were, how should a Christian engage? And give me some biblical references, like what did Jesus say about it and stuff. What do y'all think? Keep, keep the negative, be nice, or whatever that phrase is, or if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, how, how should a culture of Christians participate in the culture out there? Just show love, even if there is hate, yeah. use scripture to tell them how absolutely wrong they are that is definitely a view out there (laughs) what else think of some of the things jesus said when it came to criticizing others what did jesus say oh there you go i'll come that come to that story in a second that's good What else? <laughs> he did. He did. I think that's probably different context. <laughs> yeah, well, that's different. Sure. I mean, it <laughs> did Jesus say, okay, you Christians, now that you follow me, because I'm Lord and Savior, I'm cool, I'm great, I want you to go around and judge people. What did he say? Well, yeah, he said that. Don't judge. He said don't. Matthew chapter 7, don't judge. Um, He talks about if you have, if you see, he he gave this kind of little metaphor. If you see a log or a a splinter in somebody else's eye, before you go make fun of their eye and tell them that they have something wrong with them, maybe you should check out your own and see the giant log that's in your eye. That's what he said. Yeah. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7. You can grab a Bible in front of you or behind you and look at these things. Um, Galatians 6, uh, it talks about somebody kind of sinning. So let's say, verse 1. So let's say that 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 guy, that boyfriend there is guilty. He's cheating on his girlfriend. What should we do? If he's part of our group, what should we do? Try to steer them in a different direction. Why not just say, hey, you're a dumb person and kick them out of the group? Galatians 6, if you want to look in there, verse 1, talks about, hey, if you have a brother or sister struggling with something or they've made a mistake, restore them. Help correct the situation. Help bring them back into the right place where they need to be. Restore them. Matthew 18 uh, talks about uh, Galatians 6. What was the other one? Verse 1. Matthew, hey, let's focus, girls. Um, Good job, good job. Um, 
There's another story where Jesus says, okay, you have something that you disagree with, or you, you and somebody else had a fight. How should you resolve that situation? Say you're sorry? No, murder is not the, the answer. So, so say you're sorry. It depends. So you and uh, somebody had a fight. How should you restore that situation? Should you post it on TikTok? The answer is no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, look, look. When you get on social media, if you ever do, I hardly ever do. How often do you see just people like this person did this to me, or this side did this, this this group did this? It's all over the place. No, no. Oh yeah, all the, all the time. Hey, grab Bibles, Matthew eighteen. Matthew 18. Matthew 18. Once you have the page, Gemma, shout it out. Matthew 18. 539. Okay. All right. Read along with me if you're there. Matthew 18, verse 15. I don't have my Bibles. Read along. I don't want to read fast. What? Just look at it. What does Jesus say? When you're having a fight with somebody, what do you do? Go tell the world? You start by going to him directly. So me and John have this fight where something goes down. I need to go talk to John first. I don't need to go talk to Emily about it yet. I don't need to go talk. But if I need some counsel, go to godly counsel. But I don't need to drag, like, Emily, I'm mad at John. Let's go get him. Like, no, that's not what's happening here. So it says, what does it say to do after? If John just doesn't want to listen, what, what does it say next? Take one or two with you. Why? Take two to gang up on him? According to Galatians 6, what are we trying to do with John? Restore. Restore. Not destroy. Restore. So, Emily, hey, we have this argument and John's just not listening. Can you come, come help? I, I don't know what to say anymore. Just come help. I'm, I'm worried about him. Sure. There we go. What does it say after that? If that doesn't work, post it on TikTok. After that. <laughs> Tell the church, get some, get some of the trusted people in your church, maybe youth pastor, pastor, whatever. Something's going on. Something's going wrong, and we need help. Um, really. Really, no, the social media is not the answer. And that's, that's kind of one of the things that we're going to get at. All right. So I'm mad at John. This is not the right answer. This is opposite of Christ's culture. This is a different culture. You have to fill in the blank here. What is the culture? I'm going to do everything I can to drag his life down on social media. What's it called? What's it called? Cancel culture. How many of y'all have heard of that? Cancel culture. Cancel culture? We're going to talk about that. All right, listen, 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 listen. Cancel culture is a culture that's very active in our world, especially online. It's just like what we saw there where somebody's taking a post, a situation, an action, a word, whatever, that they don't like or disagrees or offends them. And so they're going to try to cancel the person out to drag down their reputation to maybe get them fired from their job or bullied at, at school. 
because of whatever they did. It's withdrawing support from whoever this person is because of something they said or did that was considered offensive or doesn't agree with one's opinions or beliefs without providing that person the opportunity to apologize or correct or respond. That's what correct uh, cancel culture is all about. Yeah, and it happens in your schools all the time. Let's focus. Let's focus. That people are trying to drag one another down because of disagreements or whatever. Or people are trying to drag this relationship apart because they feel like they are entitled to speak into somebody else that they don't know their situation. There's lots of people. Who knows who Johnny Depp is? Who's Johnny Depp? I'll give you I'll give you a, a hint, Captain Jack Sparrow. It's the actor. That's Johnny Depp. There was a big movement going on to cancel him because his wife accused him of abuse, and that's it. There was an accusation of abuse, never any proof. I, I mean, I don't know where the story is now, so I'm, but at the time, there wasn't proof. I think it even went the opposite way at one point. Yeah, she got in trouble. But anyway, he got cut out of all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies that were going to be made, stuff like that. Um, J.K. Rowling, who knows who that is? What did she write? Harry Potter, the writer of Harry Potter, got canceled out because of some of her views. And so they're like, we hate you, drag her down, short of killing her pretty much. No, the books were finished. They're making other ones. But anyway, listen, listen, listen. That's different. Matt, uh, Chris Pratt. Who's Chris Pratt? Mario. That's funny. That's awesome. He'd be perfect. Uh, Star-Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy. Apparently he did something. Um, I don't even remember what it was at the moment, but uh, uh, he got dragged down. Uh, the same week Couch Guy popped up and the cancel culture attacked him, there were two coaches that, yeah, they did something that was bad, but um, it was between him and his family, but the culture of people got him fired or made him step down or just attacked. There was another one. Somebody said something bad in an email 10 years ago, and he got fired from his job because of what he said 10 years ago. Cancel culture will attack somebody based off what they've done or said, even if it was a long time ago. I, I want to – there's, there's lots, of, lots of cases of cancel culture. In fact, I can tell you of stories – of people trying to cancel the church or cancel the Bible because something in the Bible disagrees with what they believe. I had a conversation recently about somebody try, mad at Paul, the writer of, the, of some of the letters in the New Testament, mad at Paul because he didn't speak on women's rights the, the way that they would want it to be spoken on. Again, this was 2,000 years ago. That movement didn't really come through yet. So... Cancel, listen, listen, cancel culture is a huge thing. And now we have the initial reaction like, what? They're dumb. Let's cancel them. No, no. Um, so, so as Christians, or before I get to that, there's, there's a majority of people online that now believe that they're entitled, that they have a right to, is what that means, um, that they're obligated to share their criticisms, to share their, their judgments, to share their uh, 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 thoughts, um, about whatever the internet's are talking talking about, 
and people are getting drugged down and, and, and beat up in, in a, on a virtual sense because people just ganging up. There's this mob mentality, stuff like that. Um, this is kind of just what's been going on in our culture. It's to elevate status, to, to make me feel better because I'm dragging you down or to gain followers because you're losing some or, or whatever. There's a thousand reasons. And I'm not saying all cancel culture. There's, there's a, there was and sometimes is a healthy part of it, holding people accountable. But most of the time in this cancel culture, it's being taken to destroy lives. Families, jobs, being bullied at school, stuff like that. So as, as Christians, how should we situate ourselves in a world where things like this happen almost every day? If you believe in Jesus, you're a Christian. And if you're here tonight, you believe Jesus and you're a Christian. How should we situate ourselves in this world where this stuff is happening every, every day? To what? Yeah, be, be people that are trying to fix what's evil, what's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Do you think, let's focus, do you think Jesus would want us to, let's just ignore it all. What did Jesus do with the drama going on in his culture? He didn't ignore it. Where would you find him eating? At a sinner's house. In the midst of the drama. Not that he was like gossiping. No, he was, he was like, look, I'm going to go to those people because those are the people that need me. He was, he, he was in the culture but not of it. He, he, he showed us an example of what it means to be in our world even on social media, if you're into it, but not participate in the, the, the difficult, the hard, the bad stuff that's happening on there. What do you got? Yeah, yeah. He's going to heal the broken, not to be the guy breaking people. Yeah. Our God is both a God of justice and mercy, of truth. You know, cancel culture, I think, started out as a cry for justice, a cry for truth. There's a lot of people that were hurt in bad ways, and it didn't get taken care of in the justice system, the U.S. justice system. And so they cried out. And they, they got together, and they were able to bring a little bit of justice to some very bad situations. Yeah, pretty much him. That people, again, have, have taken this, they've deputized themselves, they've become their own vigilantes, like, okay, Anything I see wrong with the world, we're going to destroy. Are, is every opinion that you have, every thought you have, always true and right? There's a lot of things that as you grow up and as you experience life and as you discover truth, like, oh, what I used to do, that wasn't right. And so we got to be careful trying to force our views, our opinions on the world, on people. Um, there's lots of lots of passages passages we can talk about. Um, it's easy to get sucked into the judgment of outside people, people we don't know, because well, we're not connected to them. It's like, oh, I can easily just that. That's why so social media and I'm, I'm is is can be so dangerous. Is if you get sucked in in the wrong way, you can end up hurting people, or you yourself can get hurt. Emily was saying something to me earlier. What were you saying? You texted me like, hey, say this. Something about when you go on social media. Oh, go for it. 
the scripture and the bullying here in a sec. So what should our response be to these kind of situations? How should you be involved? Constructive criticism? And and when should that be a thing? Okay, so like, who, who's they? A person that you don't know or that you do know? See, that's kind of important. So So let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. The video we were, okay, I think I saw something in that video. I need to warn that girl. Is that my right? Why? Yeah, I mean, there's also millions of other comments. She's not going to see them all. I don't know her. I don't have any kind of friendship relationship with her. I don't have a right to speak into her life. The way God designed us was so that we might have rela- relationships. And when John sees something going on with me, he's a friend of mine. He has the right to speak into my life. I'm close friends with Mike. If he sees something wrong, man, he definitely has the right to speak into Stormy, we're joined. We're married. If she sees something going on, she has every single right to speak into my life. <laughs> Not on so- Please don't do it through social media. Again, you go to that person. You don't go to the world and say, hey, Stormy, I can't believe you did this wrong thing. Everybody back me up. I'd probably be the one that got canceled in that scenario anyway because everybody likes Stormy. But I'll open up First Thessalonians 4. Actually, I want to go to a different passage. John. Go to John 4, I think. This is the one Genesis brought up earlier. That's good. What did you say, Emily? 581, John chapter 4. So before I get to that, hold that spot. Our response to people should be a response of grace, accountability, sure, forgiveness, truth, yes, love. Um, These things go hand in hand. I want to read this passage before I get to John 4. 1 Thessalonians 4, it says, Paul's writing this. Why do you think he wrote this? Imagine him being in a cancel culture. Why do you think he would write this? It says this. Make it your goal to live a quiet life, to mind your own business, to work with your hands so that your daily life might might win the respect of outsiders. Yeah? What else? Why do, you, why do you think, huh? We'll come back to John 4 in a second. First Thessalonians right now. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go for it. 
is good. We're too excited. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give her some space, and that's that's a great example when somebody's having uh, like a, a, a struggle or an attack or whatever, and they're down on the ground crying or whatever. The least helpful thing you can do is everybody come here, surround her. She needs all of our help, right? Right? It doesn't help at all. And there's a ton of science behind that. The same thing on social media. The the least helpful thing to do is to gang up on somebody. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, our first series, again, Genuine Youth Ministries, this logo. What it means to be a real person of Christ, to be part of Christ's culture, to live under Christ, to, to make him your God, and to do that in a sinful world means, hey, the things I do are going to speak, are going to, are going to, Man, everybody's going to see it. The louder you are, the more people are going to look at you. And if you're living a life of cancel culture, if you're living a life that's all about you, or you're living a life that's building yourself up, or something, people are going to, like Emily was saying, associate that with Jesus. They're going to be like, oh, so Christians are supposed to be jerks. But yet the world sees so many Christians as jerks because... We can't keep to ourselves. This passage, make it your goal to live a quiet life. doesn't mean you have to be quiet all the time. You can still cheer, yell, and have joyous times. But to be so actively involved in everybody else's business is not what Christ. So, so let's look at John 4. Y'all look at this with me. John chapter 4. Everybody make sure you're looking at it. Go for it. It is. Humor is a healthy thing. It's funny because you can look at comedians, and and sometimes their uh, lifespan, the age that they die, is weirdly longer than, I've heard this before. I don't, you can go check it yourself. Go Google it because Google has everything, right? But anyway, it, but healthy humor. Is, is humor healthy when it makes me happy and it's good for me but drags somebody else down so you, you got to be careful look at J uh, john 4 verse 1 y'all follow along with me when jesus learned that the pharisees had heard that he was making and baptizing more disciples than john though jesus himself was not baptizing but his disciples were he left judea he went again to galilee he had to travel through samaria so he came to a town wait a second i'm in the wrong one hold on hold on hold on Who wants to, who has fast, fast feet? Never mind, found it. John, John chapter 8. I didn't have this in my notes, so I'm just kind of. John chapter 8. John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Who has the page number? What was it? 584. John chapter 8. Focus. I'm going to move all of you onto the front row. Focus. John chapter 8, verse 2. At dawn, he went to the temple again. And all the people were coming to him. He sat down. He began to teach. 
Then the, the pastors, the rulers, the scribes, the Pharisees, these guys who are high and mighty, they brought a woman caught in adultery, caught in cheating. Um, and they brought her, making her stand in the center. And teacher, they said to him, this woman was caught in the act of committing adultery. And the law of Moses commanded us, it commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? They asked this to trap him in order that they might have evidence to accuse him. Okay, I'm going to pause real quick, but don't look away yet. Stoning was that culture's cancel culture. That's what cancel culture is, to mess up your life. Stoning was, cancel culture is the modern day of what stoning used to be. So when you, when somebody's trying to cancel somebody, that's what's happening here, is they're trying to cancel this girl out in a very real way. So, so they brought this girl, caught cheating, and they're like, hey, Here's what the law says, that we should stone her, that we should cancel. What do you think, Jesus? What do you think? And Jesus did the craziest thing. He said the most profound statement ever, and he went. Look at it. Jesus stooped down and started writing on the ground with his finger, playing in the dirt. When they persisted in questioning him, he stood up, and they didn't leave him alone, and he said to them, the one without sin... Whoever's perfect, you be the first one to throw a stone at him. Then he went back to writing on the ground again. Isn't that interesting? And it says, yeah, right after that, verse 9, when they heard this one by one, they started walking away. Starting with the older men, only Jesus was left with the woman in the center. And then it says, verse 10, when Jesus stood up, he said to her, woman, where are they? Has nobody condemned you? Has nobody come to cancel you? No one, Lord, she said. Neither do I. I don't condemn you. I don't cancel you. I'm not going to stone you. Go, and from now on, do not sin anymore. Christ culture is to look very, very different from cancel culture. And the sad thing is, is so often we participate in the cancel culture. It might not be on the media but when somebody makes you mad and you have just a smart remark or you're just rude back or you're just like, shut up, I don't want to talk to you, you're participating. You're trying to drag somebody else down to make you feel better. Jesus' response was to write in the sand, to play in the dirt. How are you doing that? When there's a situation that's bothering you, when there's an issue um, in the world that how are you going to the dirt instead of to the judgment? Just the other day, let's focus. Just the other day, look at me, it'll help y'all. Just the other day, I was mad at somebody in the church because I didn't like the way they were doing things. Yeah, true story. I was, I was mad, I was judging them. I was like, they don't need to be doing what they're doing because they're not doing it well. They're not doing it right. They're not doing it the way I think they should be doing it. Whether I'm right or wrong, in that situation, whether whether I was right in what I was thinking, am I in the right or wrong? Why? Judging. I should be playing in the dirt. I should be minding my own business. I should be living a quiet life. I should be focused on what God has called me to do. It was so crazy because as soon as I started doing that, that person was doing exactly what God wanted them to be doing. And God was like, look at that. 
No, no. I didn't go post it on social media. I should have. No, no, exactly, no. Shouldn't have. God has a funny way of calling us out. Jesus had a funny way of being like, hey, look. Yeah, it says that exact same thing in the law, what y'all just said. So whoever's perfect, throw that stone. And it got everybody to think, look at those rocks. Yeah, I'm, I'm not perfect. It's kind of interesting, the older men walked away first because maybe they've sinned more. They've had a longer life to understand. Yeah. Some people think, yeah, but Jesus started writing down all the sins that maybe they committed. It's like, oh, crap. Yeah, I'm not perfect either. Yeah. Yeah. And so here's here's kind of my uh, challenge for you is maybe be more aware of the cancel culture around you. Be more aware of how you've participated, good or bad. And ask God for help. Again, just the other day, I was judging. And I honestly, I, I quickly, just briefly, I was like, God, just help them. Help them do it right. And God used that prayer to be like, hey, look, you have something to correct. You have a log in your eye. So maybe you need to shut up, Harvin. Get real with God. Part of being real with him, being a real Christ follower, to be a real Christ person, is just asking him for help. Help me be real with this world, to be a light to this world, to my friends, to the people I don't know. God, I need help. And just ask him for help, and he'll help you. There's another uh, thing I... Just the other night, um, walking with God, I was, I was just kind of talking about, hey, God, I need help with this. I just asked. I need help with something. Are you willing to help me? And it's this. I want to be better about sharing my light with Jesus. And immediately he showed me a way I could do it. A real simple way. I was like, well, thanks. That's cool. Thanks. All you have to do is ask for help. God just wants to be real with you so that you can be real with the world in a positive Christ-like way. And see what happens. Some people will still be like, yeah, you're an idiot. Cancel you out because you're too nice or something. Um, They'll find a reason. They always do. But some people are going to be like, why is Callan and Keely and Caroline and Faith, why are they different? (laughs) That's kind of what I'm hoping for is people look at them. They see the light. They don't see talking little girls disrupting everybody else. But... I'm I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they can be like, hey, I don't want to distract others. They can show that light. There's two sides to it. There's the one, what are you participating in? How are you participating in either Christ culture or, or cancel culture? Because you don't get to pick. I mean, you don't you don't get to say, I'm not going to do either. You're doing one or the other. And the other side, like you mentioned, watch what you put out there. Ten years from now, somebody might use that to drag you down. Because they can. You might not even be guilty. I have a fear that one day somebody's going to walk in and accuse me of something. I'll, I'll lose my job immediately, whether I did anything or not. That's the world we live in, and we got to be careful. We have to live a quiet life. We have to, man, keep to ourselves, not keep to ourselves, uh, mind your own business, work with your hands. 
clothes that you can win to respect of outsiders, just by the way you live. And that guy doesn't cause me trouble. Or that girl doesn't cause me trouble. Why? Let me pray. Um, if you want to talk about this more or you want to read more back there at our Curious Corner, um, there's a little pamphlet about cancel culture. It has a few things we didn't talk about. Um, and then if you want more, I have plenty of other things that I like to do research on. I can share with you whatever. If you just want to talk, ask questions, let's do it. But let me pray just kind of over y'all. As y'all get to go back into your world, um, the cultures that you're a part of, I don't get to be part of your school cultures anymore. I'm too old. You're not allowed, I'm not allowed in school. <laughs> so, But you are. So as, as sucky as school is, you have such an opportunity to win the respect of your school people. Like, why is that person walking forward? Why does that person not cause trouble? Things like that. Let me pray. Father God, you're so good to us. God, I just wish we could be good back to you in the way that, that you are good to us. God, you're so good to us. You're so good to everybody. I wish we could be as good to others as you are to us. God, help us to live out the greatest command, to love you with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. But God, to love people, our neighbors, the people on this world that we live with, that we're on the same planet with, the same humans, that we might love them the way we would want to be loved ourselves. God, guide us, help us to practice wisdom, to be in your word, to gain the wisdom from your word, to gain the wisdom from godly counsel, from godly peers, so that we might engage the world in a way that just sticks out, but doesn't stick out in a loud, prideful, boisterous kind of way, but a way that highlights you, that highlights love, that highlights grace, that highlights truth. God, I pray for these kids, like Mike was saying, they're growing up in a different world than he was living in and in a different world than I was even a part of before then. Things are crazy. But you're bigger than all of that, God. So help us all to trust you, to follow you, to seek you. Help us to be genuine, to be real people walking through this real life, but with a real God. To be part of the Christ culture, not the cancel culture. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen.